0: First off, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much, thank you so much for coming. Um, I hope if you don't mind, we're going to start with a sponsored ad here, Got it. if that's okay. Sure, because um, there's
1: nothing controversial.
0: Uh, we, we'd like to pick those. I'll, I'll let you pick and choose. We can always cut and edit out afterwards. Okay. So first, we want to say thank you so much for our sponsored ad, uh, Boner Pills. And if you want to try any, you're more than welcome to at any point in time. Great. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boner
1: pills would be a great name for a company.
0: So, um, have you watched the podcast before? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How many episodes? Two. What, what was which which episode? You look much different in person. <laughs> I, th-
0: I think I uh, think I think that's our cue, Jason. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I think I'm we Jason actually Jones got Jones him for here. a second. <laughs> you gotta wake up earlier than that. We tried to
1: bring yeah, the greatest the prankster of all time.
0: Yeah, good to see you, buddy. I was like, the camera does not do you justice, my friend. <laughs> Guys, what's up? We're here All Good Things Podcast. Joe Gatto from Impractical I, Jokers
1: is here. I, I will say that's not the worst attempt I've ever had. Tell me. I did a radio interview. I did, no, I did a, a, an interview, and they had a guy. So I walk into this little room. And the guy has a camera. There's just a camera out, just there, like in the green room. And this other guy's like, has a camera around his throat. And he's like, hey, man. He's like, hey, oh, so happy. He's like, I'm going on before you. I'm like, oh, it's like a, it was like a national, like a, a, you know, like a, we were playing in a town or whatever. And I was going to do the press. And he goes, yeah, we're playing. He's like, you know, I'm super nervous. I'm a magician. I'm like, oh, okay, man, you'll be all right. Don't worry about it, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, oh, he's like, I'm just going to go use the bathroom. And then they start playing fought sounds out of the bathroom. <laughs> and then he comes out and he's like, hey, dude, he's like, can I borrow your underwear? He's like, my underwear. And I was like, absolutely dude i was like absolutely i'll give you my underwear and he's like oh really you'll give me my underwear i'm like i was like do you think i think any of this is real or like what is going on and he goes oh no it's real dude he's like there's look there's a newspaper and he's like there's an article about me in it And i'm like oh okay and i look and it looks like they like taped like over the newspaper like just newspaper print yeah. and i was like
0: oh this is a real newspaper <laughs> <laughs> yeah brett said boner pills you boner didn't even give a brand
1: You had fear in your eyes. From the handshake you had fear in your eyes, but I appreciate the effort, buddy. It's good to see you. (laughs) You you pranked the best. You could only go up from
0: here is really would be my takeaway. Hey, (laughs) listen, I appreciate that. Bye Brett, thank you. See you next time. Take care, bud. Check out his uh, thirst traps on Instagram. They're yeah, great. Phenomenal.
1: <laughs> phenomenal. I saw him in real life. I love him.
0: Uh, so, guys, yes, we're here with Joe Gatto from Impractical Jokers. You are a legend Thank in you, the basic cable space. Dude,
1: you really can't touch me in the basic cable space. <laughs> you can.
0: You Channel 1 million. I mean, how yeah. many? I mean, when I told all my friends, most of my friends are younger because I do YouTube. Yeah. When I, okay, so for instance, I have Dane Cook on the show as okay. well. No, everybody knows you. <laughs> it's crazy. And, that, and that's insane. Yeah. I mean, like the younger generation, they, all these guys grew up with you. Yeah. Uh, my kids watched the show. I mean, over COVID, we just watched it and watched How many seasons? 11 seasons? Yeah, so
1: uh, I did nine. They're going into their 10th. I did nine and a half. Great. And over 300 episodes. And it's so funny because I always said when we met people, like literally the meet and greets after the show, like when you meet people, they come back. And I, one thing that always stood with me is I met a grandmother a mother and a daughter, the three of them watched the show. Yeah, The three of them each had their own favorites. They all had their favorite moments. And it was crazy just to see like, cause I grew up like watching TV with my parents, right? Me and my father used to watch Tim Allen, right? We used to love uh, home improvement. That would be our show that we'd watch and yep. laughing around the TV, Saturday night live. I remember the first time I was allowed to stay up late enough to watch SNL with my fam, yep. you know? So it was like that kind of thing just to
0: be that for somebody else is just awesome. It's unbelievable. It's unreal. And yeah. what I love about the show Is that through the years, it never got stale. You would always change it, you know? Like, I. One of the things that I really loved is when you would uh, when you dropped the earpiece part, and it was just the four of you in a room, yeah, just trying to make each other laugh. Yeah. I mean, like always looking ahead. It's it's so tough. Yeah, How it's many... fun because everybody always says like, oh, it's a show they put
1: their earpiece in, or whatever. Yeah. and that was literally just a third of our show. Yes. Like we always came up with these games and social construct things to push against it. Then we came up with that bit of trying to make each other laugh. Yeah, and so that good. was like that was so fun. Yeah, and it was just a new format bust, you know. And we just always wanted to make it like. Just keep on like pushing ways to just make each other laugh because that's what the show is about, right?
0: I think it's I think it's cool too that on such a high level, you guys aren't telling each other what you're going to do, right? Yeah, and that's like the key to it. So much sneak, so much fun to just mess
1: with people. My favorite punishment that I get asked all the time, like one of my favorite thing that I was able to do was, and it was we did this one punishment where we just mind fuck Sal. To think if it was a punishment or not because yeah. sal is i love he's the perfect mix of like neurotic and gullible it just works for me and i yeah. <laughs> i love him. he's like you know when you know your best friends i know him 30 years and i was like i came up with an idea i was like what if we just keep messing with sal that if he doesn't know what's going on it's going to drive him batshit crazy uh-huh. and we'll just punish him that way yeah. and i got pushed back from everybody i'm like guys just trust me i know it's going to work i know it's going to work i know sal we got it we got it through with the with the network we got it through with q, q was like are you sure this is going to work i'm like it's buddy it's going to work trust me he's like all right i got you so we did it and we he just never knew if it was going to be a punishment or not. Right. Like we had like a fake crew come out. Like he was, it was his turn in union square park and just this, you know, playground. We always used to mess around with people. It was just this cross through. We would always stop people. Yeah. And we just made a crew come out and like lay cement, but they were our people and they were pretending to like redo cement. Yeah. And we're like, Oh, I was like, Sal, it's your punishment, dude. You got to put your, he's a big sneaker head. I'm like, you got to dip your new sneakers in that pun. And he's like, no, and he's like, "This can't be real." I'm like, "No, it's not. We're messing with you." And he just went on this roller coaster of emotion. By the end, his mind—you saw on his face—is like mind was exploding. <laughs> like, how the hell? That's and what is going on here? Yeah, yeah, Ran yeah. himself to a tizzy and things like that were always my favorite. Where did you meet all the guys? High school, 14 years old, in freshman Staten year, Island? high school, Staten Island, all-boy Catholic high school, Monsignor Farrell, and we met freshman year, and it was just like you know, we just became our boys there, and. We started doing improv comedy there together. And, when did you start doing improv? Uh, f- I started doing it junior year of high school. I didn't high come out of my shell at junior year of high school, really. Yeah, yeah. I was a super geek, math team,
0: bowling team. So you're in Staten Island and you're putting on shows?
1: Yeah, we, we did it in. Well, we did those high school shows. Then we went our separate ways, different colleges. Yeah. And when we came back, um, they started. We started. Hey, you want to start doing improv together? And we started putting up shows in a 50 person black box theater.
0: Yeah. In in Manhattan and we just started doing it. And then you won a competition. We won a competition. Yeah. Yeah, you
1: hit the Wikipedia page. I appreciate it. Yeah yeah, 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 no.
0: You you won $100,000. We well, first of all, you're posting on like MySpace, MetaCafe. The thing that made me laugh was it said you 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 posted on MetaCafe. Yes. Yes, we're which huge. I remember that. Is I don't even know if
1: it's probably still around. It might be in a version. Yeah. But we did, we were big on MySpace and YouTube because we got fans, people who picked the comedian page, just liked our stuff yeah. as the Tenderloins comedy troupe, which was our comedy troupe before yeah, and we just got featured a lot, and then there was this. Uh, the name of the, the contest was um, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget the name it's of NBC. it. NBC. It was NBC's. It was run by Carson Daly, and it, well, they had a pilot, and it was uh, it was basically they were trying to make the leap of how do you take internet people, yeah, and put them monetize them on television. So, they're like, we, we were, they were in this contest and it was basically a bunch of sketch groups. And it was like, okay, could you win this contest? And all we did was like hit our mailing list up and they gave you a theme every month, every week of a thousand bucks you would win. And it was like, all right, how do you, could you do this? And we give you a theme of like a spy film or whatever it was. And we would just go ahead and release, write, film the sketch, send it out on, put it up on YouTube, have all our friends vote for it. Right. <laughs> and then we just kept on generating all these hits. And then eventually they said, um, they were like, hey, how could you? Let's do pick three crews, and you are in the pilot, and you're competing for 100,000 okay. dollars. And Carson Daly was the host. It was basically America's funniest videos for. Comedy what was the sketch that won? So the sketch was one that was called Time Thugs where we went back in time and beat up the two kids that were bullies for us but they were young kids. They were my nephews. Right. They were like an eight-year-old and six-year-old and Q and Sal go back in time and beat up these right. young kids and teach them not to be bullies. And we come back and I ended up being basically an Elon Musk. I invented this whole like, I invented a whole um, tech company and I made millions of dollars because they went back in time and beat up these bullies and made me cool. So that was that was it. And we, the pilot, we won the pilot but the pilot didn't air. So it was a failed NBC bomb, but they had had to pay us. So they paid us $100,000 to not be aired. And the best thing that came out of that was that we got our agent and we got a production company that was like, these guys are funny. They deserve their own show. Right. And it started us down this path of creating our own television show. Had a bunch of failed, you know how TV is, had a bunch of failed pilots that were like, didn't go anywhere. And then we came up with the idea for Impractical Jokers as our last hit. What was YouTube
0: like in the early days? uh
1: it was really fun because the space was it's funny because our youtube channel's gone now I what? have my own YouTube channel. What? Like we never kept up with it. You know, oh, we, we we made the jump to TV. Right. We never really kept up to it. It, it was a bunch of bad sketches yep. that were on there, and we we're like, oh, you know, I think so. I think it might be still there with maybe one or two. But I have my channel. Yes, you know, I've and I've it. done that. And you have I've, your podcast with Steve Byrne. I've podcast with Steve Byrne. Great. Yeah, Duke he's cool so Mom's funny. The best. Burns the best man. He's, I've seen him many times. He's so great. Yeah, we toured together too. He's actually we're performing this weekend. I'm doing my LA run here. I'm in. I'm doing San Diego. I leave from here to go to San Diego, I do the Grove Theater. And then I'm up, uh, I'm sorry, in San Diego, I'm in the Balboa. Then I come up here to do the Grove Theater in Anaheim. Great. Then I'm over to San Jose and I'm at the Center for Performing Arts. And then I'm over in.
0: Uh... You like doing stand up? I love it.
1: Yeah. I love it, man. I like it better than I thought. Cause like, so when I was like, all right, now how am I putting food on the table? What am I doing? I always love to make people laugh. And I was like, let me try stand up because I've always performed live. Yeah. And I was like, let me try this format. And I really am enjoying it, and It really is just so fun to get up there and, because I have people that come along for Jokers, right? I tell them a little bit yeah. about the stories from that and stuff. Yeah. And so people know me. And then I get in a little bit to more about me as, you know, like being a dad now and, you know, basically my crazy mom growing up and things like that. And just telling stories about me so they get to know me a little bit more.
0: I just stand it's up in, fun. in, um, in 2019 right before covid i did like yep. 33 shows and it was the same for me i gave them a little bit they know it from youtube, YouTube i right. gave them some stories from youtube and then you know some stuff about my kids or whatever but it's uh, right. i want to get back to it. it it's it's such a Are you nervous before you go up?
1: It's different. Because I actually was more nervous in the comedy clubs because I'm used to a theater space, right? When I toured with the guys for eight years, we just did, you know, these theater shows. Right. Because in the
0: theater show, they know you and they're ready for you. Right. And I'm used to
1: a bigger space, right? Like I did, like, you know, I was doing like MS, you know, I did, did MSG and I did like, you know, the, you know, O2 over in London. And it was like these big things. And then I came out and I started doing like these smaller comedy clubs. And it's so intimate. The people are right there. And I love that too. I'm not afraid of that. I'm an improv guy. I love to mix it up. Yeah, But it was just like, when I got back to a theater space, you know, we had enough people, enough fans came out and gave support. And it was like, all right, you could get into theaters again. And I jumped on that theater stage. I was like, oh, okay. Now I'm, I'm a big physical comedian. So I like the space. I love to yeah. I pace. I'm like a Panther, you know, I'm back and forth the whole time. So it felt a little bit more comfortable to me to That's do that. But I just love stand up. I really... I was like, I don't know if I was going to be good at it. I didn't know because I was used to split it up, right? There was four of us on stage. Yeah. You had to be responsible for 25% of the funny. It's like, okay, just make them laugh for that long. And then if somebody else, you know, you're up there with your friends, a safety net. If somebody says a joke that's not funny, they got your back. We'll make it funny. So I wasn't afraid of like, like, like bombing, you know, of saying a joke that was bad until I was by myself. I was like, oh, the whole 60 minutes, 75 minutes is on me. Yeah. So it was a little bit, that was a change for me. When so, you
0: DM me, I was just like, What? <laughs> I was just like, oh! I, I turned to Jess and Ferris. I was like, Yo, Joe Gatto just dm me and said that he liked the podcast. We were like, we we're like flipping out. Yeah. And and so I like I can't believe you're here. This is like, no, this is great, man. Really fucking cool. I've I've watched you a lot on um, podcasts. I watched you on Theo's podcast. I'm Theo, yeah. And one of the stories that you told on there, which I just loved, I just loved hearing about how you work at Nordstrom. Oh man, Nordstrom, right down the road, baby. And this is this is so cool. Like, I think this is like a big part of your success. Like, you're very funny but you you're like you have like a way of connecting with anybody. Yeah. And I, and I just think that that's like if it's so key in comedy to be able to 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 be able to just connect with anybody to do things that you're like everyone's going to find that or most people are going to find this funny and I I'm just in awe of it. And I think so much of that has to do with that story you told from Nordstrom. Yeah. Like first <laughs> of all, you go into Nordstrom and like I've always been into clothes, yeah. you know, and sure, I, clearly, yeah, check out the fashion here. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Tipsy elves. <laughs> Use my code Jason. Um, and, 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 you know, Nordstrom's just such an odd. And so he, when you go into Nordstrom, you, someone immediately comes up to you mm-hmm. and starts talking to commission,
1: me. baby. They're and all
0: usually that. it's a really pretty girl, right? are <laughs> in the right
1: departments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the, and the pretty girl will start, this would look good on you. Right, and Oh right. my God, you're like, yeah. and you know that, but you forget. It's almost like if you're in a strip It's almost like a strip club. Yeah, almost. Almost. Nordstrom is a strip club of department stores. I've always said it. I've
1: always- <laughs> Nordstrom plays it a little harder than Bloomingdale's? Well, they do, for sure, because it's 100% commission-based. You walk in that spot. If you're not buying something, I'm not eating, baby. I need you to buy that shirt. Oh,
0: you, you don't get a salary at Nordstrom? Commission.
1: Well, I don't know if it's still the way here, but when I was back in my day, when I was there. You oh, worked at the Grove. Oh, 03 to oh five, I rocked out the, the Grove. I was in the rail department. Uh, rail. Yeah, I did the rail. What is rail? Nordstrom the rail. rail like they're seven That's... jeans, they're page. Not, their, rack. not rack. Not rack. Rail.
0: Rack, rack is for the stuff it didn't sell. <laughs> let, me, let me give you a little bit of education about the, the Nordstrom's and the way it was. So, my mother, my mother uh, worked in makeup growing up in oh, Boston. Great. So she had a job and she would drag me to every store. And so I grew up in malls. I would hang out in Nordstrom. So this is like my world. So go. Sure. Go. Sure. So Nordstrom's had this small departments if you go to it now they had a
1: little department called the rail and the rail basically sold like men's jeans t-shirts things like that and it was a small little area but then your boy joe starts at the rail to grove and i come in like a tasmanian devil i'm selling shit i am stuff they can't keep it in stock i'm on fire i'm a new york salesman here rocking it out telling people that they look like shit (laughs) and stuff like i was i was for true like i wasn't a salesman but like somebody put something i'm like no take that off and I would sell them the less jeans because I, and truth always was the way for me. It was like, no, that doesn't look good on you, but this will try this. There you go. That looks better. You know, you want, what do you want to do here? You want to spend a little bit more, to look better. Fine. But you know what? Lose the shirts. You don't need both. Pick one or the other. And I would do that to people legitimately because good. I was always, I'm a New York, I'm a salesman by blood. I was always my thing. Like I just Your always loved it. My dad was a salesman. Yeah. He, he did sells. insurance sales. Yeah. And I started in, I got my accounting degree. And I was like, I have way too much personality for accounting. I'm never going to do this. So I started in consulting. So I've had so many jobs, like so many careers. Like I've had five or six careers at this point in my life. It started with consulting. Then I went into sales. And then I went into the baby industry. I went into like selling high-end furniture and baby gear for this company as a personal shopper. And it was just all over the map. But when I was at Nordstrom, I was always just shoot people straight. I would just be like, this is not, this is not for you. This Or this is for you. You know. And I really got to like really enjoyed selling men's fashion. I really did like it. And so when I would walk around that place, the the loophole was you could sell anything in the store. So you normally had to stick to your place. Mm -hmm. So I started myself up a web. I started up myself. I I started making friends with people. I was like, listen, here, I'm going to bring the girlfriend to you. Don't let me down. You sell whatever you get there. Give me 50%. I'll give me one pair of jeans, whatever they sell. So they would throw me a little bit of bone there. I would do the same with boyfriends and I would just sell them anything. And it just ended up being this whole thing. And we sold the rail so hard. I ended up being, they called it a platinum pace setter. (laughs) Where she basically sold, I mean, just sold. I was the number six in the company of people in the rail department, and I sold a million dollars worth of goods in a year. So I was a platinum pace setter. And then, literally, if you walk into the rail at Nordstroms today, the rail department—they took over everything. They had to make more room. They took out men's sportswear. It all became crazy because we were doing so much volume in two years. Part of that. And what's your
0: mindset there when you're 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 crushing it at Nordstrom, and comedy's not happening yet? Because I think that's a big thing that I struggle with. Is like, yeah. I'm, I'm doing something, I'm making money at it, but it's not exactly what I want to be doing. Sure. Um, how do you, how'd you deal with that? That's the number one question we get on our podcast. do
1: I mean, We really? this thing, two cool moms, right? So it's our podcast where we spend the first half talking about our mothers, and the second half of it is taking advice from people, and every question that comes in is like, how did you know to make the leap and whatnot? And the thing was, I didn't. Right? I was doing the side hustle for years. Right. I was doing just comedy. I, out here, I wasn't even trying to do comedy. Out here, I was chasing a dream to be a director and screenwriter. Uh-huh. That is my, that's my, when I grow up, I want to be a movie director. Like that was always my thing. Yeah. The, the show was kind of a. How are you chasing that? that? So out here I was just doing short film with people. Yep. I was making a bunch of short films. I was uh, volunteering at like uh, t- uh, festivals. Right. I was trying to do that kind of stuff on the side and I was writing with people.
0: Did like, you have so. ever have a brush with anyone famous before you made it? Sure. Who? Plenty. I it, sold it, pants it, to Vince Vaughn uh
1: it, <laughs> no was, you didn't i did i i snuck in through Pass security and gave george Clooney my business card here at a i i at the uh the old um what was that theater that we used to be here the big uh they closed it now we lost it because of covid but it was awesome it was a the land it was a landmark theater the Lemley. Oh, uh no it was like the right here on in the roundabout yeah on sunset what was yeah,
0: it yeah yeah. it's called the Lemley, wasn't it the yes the, line, the sunset five
1: yes right there right so they did a Q&A for Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, yeah. and he was doing a talk, whatever, and I was watching the space, and I saw that the emergency exit was on the left-hand side, and I knew that that's where he was going to go out, right? So everybody like, was looking on this side, and I was like, you know what? No. I did a shuffle. I snuck past security. I walked by, and here comes George Clooney walking right at me, and I go, Mr. Clooney, let me tell you something. I'm a huge fan of your work and what you do. I'm going to be a big-time director sometime, but I know I need to start somewhere. Here's my card. I'd love to even get you coffees. Wow. And he said, thanks. What's your name? I said, Joe Gatto. And I gave him my business card and it was said Ampere Productions it was my production company. <laughs> I was like, here's my production company. I was like, I'd love to buy it. Never heard from him, but <laughs> I, I would you know, I took my shot. So like I was always just trying to hustle out here.
0: Just you, you know, didn't you didn't convince him to come down to the corral. rail. No.
1: <laughs> he didn't come down <laughs> the rail. But I would I met so many people, you know, at, at Nordstrom's. I still, one of my favorite things that I have is from Brittany Murphy. I have a yeah. comment card. That she gave me praise, and I decided to keep it instead of hand it in. I was like, "This is too important to me." Instead of dropping Okay, to get so it.
0: you, you're, Brittany, you sold some clothes to Brittany Murphy. The, and she she, she someone, took, the took the time to, to write a comment, a comment card? card. Yeah, incredible. Because I told her to. I asked her to. Oh, you <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, this was so great. I was like, look,
1: if you while you're waiting while I'm ringing things up, if you want I slid the comment card right over with a pen. Click, clicked. Help me out. Yeah. What, what did it say? It said, uh, Joe was great and made my experience
0: unbelievable, something like that. I still have it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture of it. It was, uh, I mean, was this great. is a, for anybody watching, like, for if that's the question I get too, like, just have a good attitude, 100%. just fucking hustle and, and whatever you're doing, like, do that job well. Yeah. You know, it's just so, key. I think people, especially now respond to just being a kind human, just being like
1: a real person or whatever, yeah. you know, especially in this town. Cause I always felt, I came from New York. Where, where'd you grow up?
0: I grew up in Boston.
1: Okay. So you're yeah. East coaster. East coast. First thing, when I moved out here, it was like the second question out of people's mouth is like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, I don't even want to talk to these people anymore. Whenever people ask me, what do you do? Oh, whatever. It's like, what do you, they're angling. So right. all my best friends, I made mean, three or four of my best friends live in here. One of my guys was from Connecticut an East yeah. Coaster from Connecticut and just good people that I, you know, we just always got in a good conversation and you could, you know, really just tell that they were just interested in finding a connection of just like hanging out with somebody yeah. and being a friend. It wasn't an angle. I felt out here was a lot of angles. So if you're looking for an angle and I feel like it always comes across that way, uh-huh. I, I think you just need to just interact with humans. Uh-huh. I said, to all these young kids too, because I, I interact with a lot of, you know, influencers and content creators and whatnot. And it's always like, they're looking at the numbers and what could you do for me and stuff. That that stuff is not the way to live. It's
0: not a way to oh, approach man. somebody. No. no, not at all. No, be a
1: fan of like what people do and just and you know yes. make a connection. You know, yeah. I don't is even... there,
0: is there something funny about Staten Island? Because yeah, sure. I have I have a friend from Staten Island who's really funny. Like, and Pete Davidson is from Staten sure, Island, yeah. and you're from Staten, boys, and on, yeah, you, and all boys. your boys are from Staten Island too. Yeah. What's going on in Staten Island? <laughs> I don't know. Something <laughs> in the water, I guess. I think Staten Island always just had a, a
1: a thing about like the underdog mentality there. It yeah. was always the fifth borough that people forgot. You know, it's not Brooklyn, it's not Manhattan. You know, it's yeah. not the Bronx with the Yankees. You know, it's it's Staten Island. It's where they kept the garbage for many years. <laughs> and for us, I think it was always it always had sense of community. For me, out of all the boroughs. Because yeah. like Brooklyn, you get that, right? People's mom watched her from the window. Johnny, I'll tell your mother, like you get that attitude. But in Staten Island, it was a real sense of community where you had neighborhoods. You rode your bike. You played in people's backyards. You did things like that where I think that made a bond of people to be like, how can we help each other? Or how can we, you know... You know, yes. you have stories, yeah. right? A lot of my stories are from growing up. My stories are crazy. I used to run around my neighborhood dressed as a ninja at night. 10 years old, you know, 14 years old. I'm dressed in a, as what a ninja. What kind of kid were you? Were you a I theater was, kid? No, I was weird. I was a weird fucking kid. Just weird. Were you into comedy? I was not. I was just like, I was into like math and math? like Legos. Oh, math. And like. <laughs> math. I was into math. I was well, in into Staten math. Island, you never know. <laughs> so much math. I <laughs> um, no, I was like, kind of just like. Weird. I was into like fantasy adventure stuff. I wrote, I did the creative writing. I didn't play? even do d and I wasn't even cool enough for d and no. no, I made up my own stories. I used I think to you were cool <laughs> enough for D&D. There's nobody that's not cool, cool enough. enough for like, for I didn't D&D. have enough friends to play d and You didn't have friends. No friends. I had nobody. I was, I was, I was like a loner that just didn't really like get my comedy yet until junior high school Is really, I just started
0: making people laugh and I was like, Oh, this is fun. I could do this. I would say you, you were the impetus for the four. Is that correct? It's hard to say. Is that fair to say that? No, I think... Because when, when the show, when you would watch the show, I remember when it came out, I was like, he's, the, he's sort of the leader. Well, there's a difference. And that's okay, because every group has every a leader. Every group has a leader. Of course. And
1: I wouldn't say, I wouldn't necessarily call myself the leader, but I would say that I gave, my, I gave us all... I would always be the weirdest or I'd always be the most out there or the most didn't give a shit. The, the guys, I would give them permission to act that way. Ah, I so I think that. that's what people would see that. But as much as that, I would follow the lead of the other guys sure. you know, with different things. You know, sure. It depends on what we're doing. But with, in that show, to be weird, nobody's weirder than me. Right. Nobody was more f- out there than me. Yeah. Out of the I mean, they have their moments for sure. But like, I, I'd always be like, fuck it. Let's do it, guys. And it would be like that
0: kind of mentality. And I think
1: that's why people, you would say
0: that. That's really beautiful, you know, you know that to, but, to um, to crucify yourself. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like I, I don't care yeah. if, if Joe doesn't care. Then One we can go care. there yeah. as well. I I felt that a little bit when when we do our YouTube videos with um, with David Dobrik and mm-hmm. Jonah and everybody. It, I I felt like that too. Like, um, it, if I probably would fail the most at everything. You know, I would say I would say to them. <laughs> I would say, turn the camera on. I got something. Yeah. And that was always bad. It would never, ever. <laughs> and, and David would go, David would go, whenever you do this, it doesn't work. Right. And, and of course. It, but then it, the cam- But then the camera would be on, right? That's right. That's right.
1: That's right. And then you get your content, right? So I guess <laughs> you're welcome, really, David, is what we're saying. Uh, but no, I think somebody's got to be that guy to do that. But in the same breath, I could say, you know, if I would look, the guys would give me the permission to be crazy because like, they would smirk or smile, and i would like, "Oh, we're onto something here," yeah. and it would just make us go to ten, you know. So I think it's all. It really is just a. It really is just a like uh, environment of
0: support. What what, what were the, for the other three guys, go to each one and tell me what, like, their laugh triggers are. Like, how would you get them to laugh?
1: Oh, I mean, Sal was the easiest. I mean, I I make Sal crumble at any time. Anything with a look, I could just make the guy go (laughs) forever. Q gets him back. Q, it took a while for him to really get my sense of humor, I think, too, because he'd be like, this guy is just being loud. And, like, what's he doing? And then we realized, oh, He's not doing it for anybody but himself. <laughs> like, that. that's when he got on board. He was like, oh, shit. He's like, this guy's fun, you know, with that. Right. And then with Murr, Murr's a little bit more, like, of an inter- intellectual. But, like, me, her- him and I connect, like, we both loved old school, like, uh, Mel Brooks movies and airplanes and, and things like that. Like, the slapstick shit, comedy. Like, slapstick. goofy. Right. So, with him, him and I, like, we balanced it in a different way where I'd be like, he just appreciated the goofiness. Uh-huh. I think so. It, it, it's all the same, but at the end of the day, we all just—it was friends making each other laugh. That's yeah. what it is. That's what the that show is. It's a show about friendship more than anything. Yeah. It's four friends making each other laugh. We don't care if you're laughing. Honestly, like I didn't. Like we weren't like we weren't like oh this will make them laugh. It was like oh did you got it? Okay, great. They laughed.
0: You know. It's built right in there, it isn't is. it? You the don't need, the, right you don't there, you there, need yeah. an audience. Mm-hmm. If they're laughing, then
1: they're gonna be laughing. Even with our improv back in the day, our shows, we were just having a good time. You can't help have a good time if you're watching people have a good time. I believe that to my core. If you're watching people have a good time, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. So if you're enjoying what you're doing genuinely, no matter what it is you're doing out there, people are going to come show up. Yeah. So I think that was part of it for me. And we just carried that on to the TV show. Wow. And do you still want to direct? 100%. Yeah. yeah. I just got to direct my first comedy special with Steve Byrne. I can't, I directed you
0: directed his him. special?
1: I did. I did his latest one, which is great. The last night We'd see, it I mean, was awesome. How many cameras you do? It was awesome. It, that one like that was eight. Eight yeah, cameras. which is good. It was so funny because when we did the back, you know, where they have all the split screen up, and I'm sitting with the tech director, and he's like, okay, you just tell me what camera you want to pull up, and we'll look at it big as we're doing it." I'm like, okay, great. And I'm sitting there at the same time watching the nine cameras, and he was like, do you want me to pull anything? And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, this is my life. I was like, I multicam for 10 years. Yeah. My mind watches 10 cameras at once. I'm just like, oh, I'm like, I'm looking it all over. I didn't need him to switch, and he was like, Oh, he's like, that's weird. He's like, because people normally want it big. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, I, I'm just, my eyeballs are bouncing all over the screen. Cause in the back of the BTS of the TV show, we had 20 cameras, you know, 10 to 20 cameras on a shoot. So I was always watching a multicam split. So for, my mind just works that way now. Yes. You know? So it was really, really interesting. to have so been trained that. for it. Trained for it. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. That's incredible. The camp thing. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, I've been writing a lot too. I got some scripts that I'm, you know, been working on. I'm uh-huh. really excited about. So. I've had time to do that stuff now, right? Like my mind was always just jokers and do that. But now I've opened this floodgate of availability of time.
0: Is there a point when you're doing a show that's really successful and incredibly successful that you go, "Um, I'm done? Like Larry (laughs) David. Larry David this famously walked away from Seinfeld, right? Yeah. Which is insane. Insane, yeah. Uh, But he just couldn't do it anymore. Did you ever get like that? I don't
1: know if I ever felt that way. You know, like, you know, life happened, you know, things happened in my personal life that made me have to step away from jokers. And do I think I'd still be doing it? I don't, I think I probably, you know, would be, we always said we'll stop doing it when we stop having fun, yeah. you know, and I always still showed up and had fun mm-hmm. and whatnot, but now being on the other side of it and not just being a hundred percent laser focused on that. I guess I do see the opportunity cost of just doing the one thing Yeah, where it was like, Oh, there's always these so many other ideas that I could feel like I could entertain the world or do stuff and sure. And thing like that. So I think that's a little bit of an eye opener for me for sure.
0: Do you watch the episodes you're not in? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I think it's,
1: uh, I think it's, I, I, it, it's hard. It's, it, it must it's be too hard. Yeah. To see yeah, that. I would think um, so too. You know, it's, it's, you know, I don't know if they would either, you know, and people, I hear from people saying, oh, the show's not the same because you're not in it. Of course it's not. It's yeah. a different show. The show was the four of us, right? It wouldn't be the same band. and you pulled one of us out. Yep. You know, so it's a different show now and, you know, people, you know, like it for different reasons and whatnot. So, but for me, it's a little too much of like salt on the wound. Be like, a- Who's your favorite guest star that you had on? Uh. That's hard to say because, you know, we we had a lot of fun. My favorite thing, we did that show, I don't know if you know, we did a show dinner party during COVID Yes, where it was like a, um, it was a, basically we wanted to continue to con- entertain people, but we couldn't do jokers. Yeah. And we're like, guys, what could we do? And we came up with this format called dinner party where the four of us had dinner over Zoom basically. Yeah. And we just. Made basically had dinner, talked, told on. stories and stuff. It was on there. They did, it was on they True TV. Season. It was True. It was great. Amazing. People loved it. It was our favorite thing that we've collectively, I think, that we've done. They didn't renew it because we were able to get back out there and do yeah, Joker's, cheap which I for think is, I low st- cost, so low cost. <laughs> it was such a mistake, honestly. They should have renewed it. I mean, it was phenomenal. Um, well, but- maybe maybe it worked. Because of the time? It may work because of the time. Because people are like, oh, cool, this yeah, is what this I'm will, doing. I'm on Zoom. I know. So I think there's a relation the to it, yeah. But Jeff Daniels, I've befriended through that. Like, we've befriended him. We had him on the show. Incredible talent. And... <laughs> He's unbelievable, and we, of course, we dumbed him down so much, and he was so onto it. It was, you know, the bit we called, (laughs) it was called, Who Farted with Jeff Daniels? So we did this bit where we booked Jeff Daniels to do a photo shoot for a high-end thing. We played photographer's assistants, and when Jeff Daniels walked in, we had to pretend that we had just farted and make the person that was helping us take the blame for it. And that was the dumbest bit that we did. And we asked Jeff, Jeff, do us a favor. We know it's so dumb, but we think you'll crush it because we want you to go over the top and be indignant about to find out to get to the bottom of this. And he nailed it. He was unbelievable in it. And the way that it came about was we were laughing about this joke, the four of us. And I was like, guys, we should just ask him to do it. We had met him when he was doing To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway. We went to see it. We got this info. We hung out, whatever. And I said, guys, we should ask him to do it. Back and forth, we were all talking about we should do it. Oh, how are we going to ask him to do it? I said, I didn't even tell the guys. I sent him an email. I said, Jeff, we have an idea for it. It's called Who fought It With Jeff Daniels? We think it will be really funny. I sent them the email. They didn't even know. He replies to me, I'm in. Right? So I tell the guys, I'm like, guys, Jeff Daniels wants to do the show. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. I told him about the who farted thing. They're like, what? What do you do? Why? I'm like, well, he said he loved it, he's gonna do it. And they're like, what? they're like, you pitched who
0: farted did to Jeff Daniels, a like award did... winner Jeff Daniels.
1: They're like, you moron? It's, it's a great idea. I'm glad that you did it. But what if he didn't go for it? I'm like, well, he did go for it. So like, yeah. what, do you, what do you got? We we're all just sitting here spinning our wheels. I just ask him, and he ended up doing it. It was so great. It was so fun. And I have to say, that was probably my favorite to work with him. He's phenomenal. I love him. He's really good. We still keep in touch. He's great. Yeah. Too.
0: uh, Were there, were there pranks that you did that you couldn't get a signature? So many, so many. (laughs) (laughs) That's gotta be the worst. The
1: worst because you spend so much time and effort, but the worst part is then the next turn that you go is not that turn. So mentally as an entertainer and as a comedian, you're like, shit, it's not that one,
0: you know, but
1: we never realized how many people cheat on their spouses in Ikea. (laughs) We filmed in Ikea. And we got so many. I think I heard about We got this. so many signatures of people that are like, I would love to sign, but this is not my wife. This is my mistress. I'm buying discount furniture for like 100%. Like, I did one of my favorite bits I think I've ever done in my life. They'll never see the light of day. I got a guy to hide in a full arm with me, and we had a whisper fight in it. And it was phenomenal. And he was like, dude, it was so funny. I love it. He's like, I love to. He's, like, He's like, but I'm married, and this is not my wife. I can't. So he wouldn't sign, and we couldn't use him. Wow. Yeah. So that's fine. I would say, stay with, Take your.
0: Mistresses to Ikea, I guess is the message out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't get on camera. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, so you're a dad now. Yeah. Two How kids? old are your kids?
1: Seven and five. Seven year old daughter, five year old son. And they're oh, not You got one of each, huh? I got one of each too. I you got
0: 16 you? and 13. you 16 and 13? Yeah. What's older, boy or girl? The boy's older. Oh, so you got the flip ski me. I got yeah. the older girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get the older girl. I grew
1: up with it, older sister. Do you have older, older siblings? I
0: have an older sister.
1: Okay, so you grew up with an older sister. And tell me yeah. that you don't think this, agree with this or not. I wanted a girl first because I feel like it makes you realize and understand women a little bit more, but also
0: treats you how to be a little bit more of a gentleman. Um, having an older sister yeah. definitely gives you a better perspective on how to be respectful to a woman and and what it's like to be a woman. Right. For sure. I think you get it. It's trial by fire, right? You get to see all that going on. And my, and my sister was, uh, she was she was gay. She is gay. Mm-hmm. And so that was like a big thing to watch her go through that. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so when I was like That's um, a journey, huh? Yeah, yeah, to to watch her go through that and like she went through some really bad shit. She was gay when it like wasn't cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so Wait, so how how old was she? She's older than and me. And just feel free to tell me don't. Oh no, yeah, tell you me tell you anything. Uh, she's uh she's
1: 5 years older than me. Okay, so when, when she was going through that transition of uh, of gaydom, I don't know. I don't yeah, know Just the coming right. out so, of the closet. Yeah, coming out of the closet, that whole thing. Right. So when she was going through that, how old is she?
0: Um, You know, kind of always. Was it later in life? Always, but she didn't really come out to me until uh, later in life. But we all kind of knew. Got it. Got it. You know, my mother used to, uh, (laughs) and then when she came out, everybody was very supportive, of course. (laughs) And then my my mother would go, uh, my mother would try to be supportive and she'd go, uh, Barry, Ellen's on. (laughs) She would tell her that Ellen DeGeneres is on. All the time. And then finally Thanks, one day my sister just yelled from downstairs. She's like I'm, I'm just because I'm gay, it
1: doesn't mean I like Ellen.
0: My sister <laughs> She was just
1: trying to connect with her. Yeah. That's my so sister funny.
0: was ahead of it. Um yeah. but yeah, so that that was uh just just seeing that was um Yeah. something, something to be. But yeah, I mean like Definitely, uh, having having the older girl will be good for him. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if the girl is younger; she's going to be in charge anyway. Yeah, you know, like the, the, the girls they, they're so yeah. they're so they're so advanced. Oh, it's crazy! I mean, I remember I took my daughter to school in first grade, and she looked great. She mm-hmm. was like freaking. Yeah. Smart, so sharp. And I we we all sat down and the, the boys were there and they were like they're picking their nose. They they couldn't talk. So they just developed so much slower. Their heads were books. Yeah. And <laughs> then and then you look at us now, right. Like as grown adults. And, and we're just as dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You feel that way. Oh. Like you still feel it. Yeah. Crazy how how
1: dumb guys yeah, are. Yeah. My sometimes. my daughter's going through this thing now. So she's seven. And she's going through this thing where she is like learning. Everybody wants to play with her. Yeah. She's very, she's very active. She's very, I don't know where she gets it from because (laughs) she's, but she's very like, you know, she's sporty and whatnot. And everybody wants to play with her. She's very popular and whatnot. And she, she, Everyone's, and she starts having like, she's making kids feel bad because she's not playing with them. So now we're trying to teach her how to play with everybody. Yeah. And she's got a couple favorites she likes to play with. And then those kids don't want to play with these other ones. So I'm like, all right, look, you're you're what we call the center of the wheel here. I was like, all right, she's going to You got to shoot us. So we make her start playing with a new kid every day. And she'd be like, just play with somebody new. And then when she comes home from school, it's like, who'd you play with today? Yeah. And she starts doing that. So it, she's trying to, we're trying to teach her like friendship, which is a weird thing to have to teach kids, but you don't realize like they don't know anything. They don't know any better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's literally, and my son is such a little like he's such a little homebody like we were just at disneyland this past couple days and he literally said to me (laughs) he said i want to go home i want to go to the hotel and sit in the bed and chill that's what he wanted to do we're at disneyland (laughs) and that's what he said to me i was like it's so funny
0: to see yeah but yeah it's cool to see the little personalities and stuff did you get uh did you get the front of the line passes at disney oh yeah i mean. So good. good. Uh, I don't know. It's the best. It's crazy. You guys want to go again? Uh, let's
1: do it again. It's like what, I don't know how people like I would feel like I would wasted so much time and money. I went to one of like we went to one of the rides broke down. It was like two and a half hours to yeah. wait online. And they were waiting online for like an hour and then they're like, Oh, I was like, I would I would just punch myself in the face the whole day. <laughs> I'm like, I spend all this money with the kids. Like, how do these kids survive? And I feel so bad. But it it's fun. I like Disneyland versus World because I feel like you could cover it all like we did one day of each. And I grew up coming out here. My parents, grandparents were from Cali. So I, Disneyland is nostalgic to me instead yeah. of Disney World. And Disney yes. World is just like so huge.
0: But uh, it, it was fun to bring the kids to. Is, hang is out. it hard for you to go do you stand up and leave them? Yeah. It's the oh fucking
1: worse. I put them on a plane this morning. I wanted to, oh my God. You were like, on a plane this morning? They were on a plane this morning. They were out here. So I, I came from Savannah and I came here and I met them. Yeah. We hung out here for a couple days and now I'm doing my tour. So they went back home and now I'm not going to see them again until Wednesday. So I'm like, ugh. They went home with their mom. And you I ever see like Chris Stefano They like, talk about 100%. it on birthdays. Yeah, and Chris are boys. We've talked about it, you know, because me and Chris, because I'm going through. You know, you know Chris. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I know Chris, and we're going. Th- I'm going through. Uh, you that's know, some real
0: shit. Break up with the. Oh my god. Watching him talk about like man, not I, seeing his daughter's birthday. So raw. Yeah. That was what was uh, for me for when I was doing YouTube for the last five years. I was here, and I literally could be. I could pick them up from school. I could take them to school. Make my own schedule. And then when I would have to travel, it's just like, yeah, I just don't like it. Yeah. I don't like, do you like to travel? I don't like to go anywhere. I mean, that's the thing. When it was with jokers, it was like I had two full-time jobs where right? I had this 14
1: hour days with the TV show. And then the weekends I would go travel and do it. I never saw them. I always tell the story about my, my daughter right before COVID happened. She's five years old. I come home and seen them or whatever. And I come home from work. Uh, from working on jokers and i said to her i said i said hey baby and she goes oh my god!" she comes up to brosby a big hug and she goes daddy i love when daddy i love when you come to visit <laughs> and i was like oh my god i'm doing something wrong. right a punch to the fucking throat <laughs> tell me right i was like wow i am doing something wrong right so then COVID happens whatever and i'm saying oh, whatever and now the whole thing happens with my family you know and i have to realign my my values and what i'm doing and you know whatever and <laughs> Like three weeks ago, she asked me if I had a job, and I'm like, "Okay, overcorrected <laughs> too much."
0: <laughs> He's like, how keep "Do you work?"
1: Yeah, so, yeah. You know, so but it's interesting, but it, it, it's hard. But thank God, like Facetime and stuff. Could you imagine? Yeah. Like, I don't know how Facetimes good. being able to see them and stuff. I don't know how I'd be able to exist
0: without being able just to check
1: in with them. Chrissy D them. would say Facetime's not enough. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> I am sure I
0: agree. I agree for that. But at least it's something. You know? It's it's it is hard too. It's like there is something to, you
1: know.
0: They're learning self-reliance. They're learning to be. You know, you don't want to be a yeah. helicopter parent. You don't want to be doing everything for them. And yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's. But it uh,
1: makes your time with them feel a bit more important, and you feel yeah. like you're more present. Yeah, like, uh, for sure. Like my phone's on out of my pocket when I'm with them. Like it's just that's it. I'm here with them and stuff. Like when they stay over at my house, like I'm just like we're here. You know, yeah. like that's it. I'm not doing anything, which is kind of interesting to be like, oh, it's really cool to do this. And then I feel like a little bit of a guilt. Because you're like, oh, this is what you're supposed to be like. Feel like when you're a dad. And I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. You know, sort of that. But I mean, you don't know, right? You just got to take it day by day. Yeah. I mean, was your dad around? That was around. He was the best. I lost him when I was young, though. I was 19 when my dad died. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You didn't do it. Cancer did.
0: (laughs) Uh, So. Okay, cool. I'm glad we established that. You're like, good. I got away with it. (laughs) Guys, please don't put that out there. Like, I got away with it.
1: Joe thinks that. I didn't kill his dad. Um, yeah, but I, I was like, it always made me hyper present of like you never know when the lights going to go out. So I'm, oh, I've always lived my life to be like, hey, it can end any time. Have as much fun as you can till the lights go out. You know? Yeah. Um, what did he die of? Uh, pancreatic cancer. Oh my. Yeah, God. the good one. Is your mom still around? Uh, no, she's dead too. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Again, you didn't do that, Uncle.
0: Uh, uh, oh, grandparents? No, I got some uncles. Grandparents are gone. Yeah, have but... your uncles come after you for money or anything? Have people ask you for a loan? I got got a couple cousins
1: rich? out. I got a couple cousins out there. But no, no. They're good. Are like you that. Italian? I'm Italian. Yeah. So I've always had money on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> You cook Italian? I do. You I do. do? I'm a cook. Yeah. It's your specialty. I'm a cook. I love to go. Well, I don't eat meat. Okay. Um, so I used to do a good, but I do a good eggplant parm. I do I a love of good egg eggplant parm. parm. I do a lot of fun pasta dishes. I'm the king of if there's something in the fridge, I'll look at it, visualize it, and make a meal out of it. Like that's mm-hmm. what all my roommates always loved about me. I'm like, what do we got? All right, I can make this. Oh, like
0: I make Iron this. Chef. That's a little bit. A little bit. You know, like Poor Man Chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a
1: can of tuna <laughs> and a roasted pepper. What can we do here, Joe? <laughs>
0: you
1: know? Yeah, I like to go. You cook?
0: Uh, yeah, I cook. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what's your nationality? I am uh, uh, quarter Irish, quarter Lebanese, quarter Italian, quarter Polish Jew. Wow,
1: yeah. so you
0: really mixed it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my kids are Lebanese. My uh, my uh, oh, they are, yeah, their mom's uh, 100% Lebanese, I'm 100% Italian. Yeah, so they're that. So they're uh, yeah, they're like hummus parmesan. The kids, <laughs> A little bit. they're they're good. They're they, they it's funny because my daughter won't eat like. She, they're vegetarian too, because we don't eat meat in the house. The Pescatarian, she likes fish, but she won't eat like, uh, she won't eat like, you know, she's like, oh, I don't want to have this like taco, you know, whatever. But then she's like, she'll have like, uh, she'll have like all the, uh, you know, all the Lebanese food. Like what's the, uh, tam- tamale, not tamale, tamale, the chopped mint and parsley. Yeah, uh, that like she has tabuli. She's she loves tabuli, love
0: but she won't have a taco.
1: But she, I'm like, what seven year old kid loves tabuli and it's won't so have funny, like what a they'll taco. eat and what
0: they won't eat? Yeah, I know it's nuts. And yeah, my 16 year old, he still only uh, he does only eats pasta. That's it. Really? Yeah, insane. Here we have a little Google board here. Let's do this. This will be fun. I oh. should I should have did this in the beginning. <sighs> oh, okay. <laughs> this will be good for TikTok, hopefully. Although they never end up on TikTok. Okay, what joke? Do this is Google's most searched questions for Joe Gatto. Let's go film off there, Joe. Okay. Let's, see, let's see. So what. first one, which, am I supposed to guess what they are? Or? No, no, just pull them off and answer. Okay, so
1: I have to answer them.
0: Got it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. we got to find a better way for this. Okay,
1: what's Joe Gatto doing now? <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> that one was easy. Yeah, that's
0: easy. <laughs> okay, he's here with Jason Nash. Okay, here we go. What does Joe Gatto do for a living? That's kind of cool. <laughs> that's a cool. It's a good question. Well, why, why would someone ask, ask that? that? Isn't it clear you're a comedian? <laughs> I mean, you could Google me. <laughs> the guy's like, a master prankster a a television star. I, I'm an entertainer, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I, I, what, I make people laugh for a living. I live to make people laugh. That's one of my signs. Maybe so, they think that since you're not on the show anymore, what are you doing now? I'm probably so I'm working at Nordstrom's. I've got to go pick up a shift here. Are we
1: done? i gotta, I got to get over the Grove.
0: <laughs> I don't know I, why it's so funny. To go to the grove.
1: We should go shopping. <laughs> I would. What are Joe Gatto's dogs' names? Oh, how much time do we Oh, have? you're like really into dogs. You wrote a book yeah. about your dogs, right? Yeah, the dog father. I got 24 dogs. In What's New York. the book about? It's about, it's basically, uh, it was a project I did during COVID. I'm, I'm big into amateur photography too. So I took some pictures. <laughs> you're everywhere. Shared about, yeah, I shared about, uh, I wanted to make a book. So I did a book on Amazon called The Dog Father, my, my love of dogs, desserts, and growing up Italian. Yeah. I tell a story about my dogs and whatnot. But I got, yeah, I, have t- I do a lot of rescue. I had the Gatto pups. I What's your favorite deer, dog you yeah, had in your life? Biscotti. She's my girl. Bistone. She's my first rescue. Her and Spumoni, they're tied. Yeah. This, uh, they're all named after Italian pastas and desserts because that's on brand for me. Like they're all the deposit dishes. And then
0: there's penny vodka. Yeah.
1: Gotta, it wouldn't make sense if they were named after workout routines yeah. push ups, sit ups, treadmill, nothing me. Yeah. I got, you know, my favorite first one was cannoli. <laughs> cannoli. Yeah. So I had cannoli, biscotti, Spumoni, Napoleon, Tartufo, <laughs> tiramisu, the brother and sister fettuccine, Alfredo. I got them all. Are they all little dogs? Uh, mostly. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple big ones, but most of them are small. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, those are my dogs. You don't know, have enough time for all of them. Let's do this next thing here. What's, what is Joe Gatto Traffic Cam Live? That was my first foray into uh, social media, really. I did a thing where I used to put on, on Periscope. Do you remember Periscope? Yeah. It was Twitter's live yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I used to turn it on while I was driving, and I would t- answer questions, sing, and dance while I was sitting in traffic. And, <laughs> really? Yeah. That's Traffic Cam Live. That was it. So,
0: what happened to Periscope?
1: Did they end one, it? it? It's gone.
0: It's gone. It's kind of yeah. weird.
1: Yeah. Who is replacing Joe Gatto? No one. No one can replace Joe Gatto. Nobody. (laughs) Who is Joe Gatto's best friend? Oh, Oh, that's tough. I will say my best friend in life is probably Jason Joseph. He was my first
0: friend I ever made. Yeah? Yeah, he was, was, I was two, he was one, he moved next door to me. Do you think it's important to maintain friendships from your childhood? I do. I'm not friends with anybody from my childhood.
1: Well, some of them are worth (laughs) shit. And that's not on you. It's their fault. They were dumb. They were dumb friendships. I think you, friendships are like seasons; they come and go. But I think there are a couple that you should hold on to. What happens
0: on Facebook with you? Do a lot of people reach out and like talk? I don't talk? even. I don't even look at it. You don't look at it. Yeah, I don't, I don't look, at look at it. it really. Someone said to me the other day, they go, "How come you're not on Facebook? You didn't see my Facebook message? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. yeah. I, I yeah. go, what?
1: I, I mean, messaging for me is pretty ruined because anybody just, you know, like everybody is like, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: yeah. but I don't really use Facebook. Can yet. you say hi to my friend? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. How is Joe Gatto doing? <laughs> <laughs> Now? What kind of question? Who would type that in there? I get that a lot. It's like, Joe,
1: "Joe, how are you? Joe, I know you're going through some stuff. How are you? I'm like, good, Mabel from Iowa. Thank you you for asking. That's
0: what people do to make themselves feel better. They go, oh, this person's going through something. Let me make it it about them.
1: I would say I'm doing okay.
0: Yeah, I'm just doing okay. I'm just doing okay. I'm doing okay. Day by day. Isn't that something, too, when you're you're, um, in the public eye and people just assume that you're fucking so happy yeah. and that you're rich and that like everything. I mean, we're barely hanging on by a thread here and you know, and it's like, yeah, it, it, it really is something. I, I think people, people just don't understand that if you have some kind of, they assume if you have some kind of visibility that you're happy and fulfilled and
1: yeah. Well, I got this weird thing because I don't play a character on TV, right? I'm me. So people really feel like they know me, right? They they know me. Oh, look, there's a fat asshole. Like I get that all the time. You know, like it's like, oh, you're not as fat as you look on TV. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. You know, I'm not Chandler. You know, I'm Joe. You know what I mean? So
0: it's like you get that of it. And now to. And and, and you're more approachable than Chandler. 100%. You wouldn't walk up to Matthew Perry. but I would walk up to you. I get approached all the time. And it's part of it. I love it. I love my fans. I tried to walk up to you guys at Spider-Man once. (laughs) Did you? I have a picture with you guys and my son. Really Yeah. And I, and and it wasn't you, but it was maybe one of the other guys. And I, and I, and I think, I think I was, came on way too strong. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) You seem very,
1: you seem like you wouldn't have
0: done that. No, no, no. You should see me. I'm terrible with celebrities. I freak
1: out. I do too, because I—I didn't get famous till I was 34, 36 years old. Right. You're already the person you are. Like I'm a fan of fans. Like I'm a yeah, fan. me of, too. I was like, I freaked this sh- out all the time. I did some
0: terrible things when I was younger. When I'm on the red carpet, I'll tell you what I do here <laughs> on the red
1: carpet. I go to—I
0: go to the movie premieres to hang out on
1: the red carpet. I don't ever go into the theater. I don't even go watch a movie really. I just stand out in the corner to see as the people come down, and I'll pop out. I'm like, hey, oh, oh, oh. But then I came out at the same time. I'm the king of that shit. Like, you did it with Clooney. I do, dude. I, I did to Clooney. Yeah. I pull the Clooney all the time on carpets. That's what I do all the time. Yeah. I weasel my way into so many.
0: Yeah, one time I was at a movie at the Grove a long time ago, and I wrote a script, and I, I'm so embarrassed. I walked up to Jason Alexander, and I asked him if I could send him the script. No. Yeah. It was
1: really. Oh, well, hey, you're a hustler. Yeah. That's what we love about
0: you. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and do you know what he said? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. I love that. I love that for him. (laughs) Sorry, Jason Alexander. That was my bad. You did the right thing. You tried. How
1: did Joe got to lose weight? I'll let you know. I didn't. (laughs) Massive depression. (laughs) Did you lose weight? Uh, were you I, Well, here's the thing. I was, at my biggest, I was 225, and yeah. then the show was in high definition, and I was like, I got to do something about that. I almost died, literally, when we were filming one of the... Why? We did, they made us do this thing for the Nitro Circus where we had to do like every 100th episode. Yeah, I
0: used to see you guys advertising, advertising two, of the Nitro Circus. Right, Nitro we did this 200th
1: Circus. episode where they, we did this whole thing with the Nitro Circus. So I went first because the, everybody, you know, I had to set the tone. So I go first. My, my mini bike breaks down. So I'm like, I'll just run it. So I run as fast as I can as it's live TV and I just run it. And I literally almost have a heart attack. And they had to take me underneath it. And during it, I'm trying to recuperate during the whole thing. I'm literally with doctors. They had me on oxygen. I'm underneath the thing. And I was like, I got to do something here. So then I just stopped and I got a flu after that. And I lost like six pounds. And I just grabbed, the, I grabbed onto the friggin', you know, the, the tailwind. And I just was like, I'll lose weight here. Right. So I lost 10 pounds through the flu and I just lost another 16. And is that why you're, and um, that's it. you're I vegetarian? I, I, yeah, well, no, I got into that. I tried to undo some of the damage I've done being a fat Italian my whole life. Yeah. And yeah, I just kind of just was like, I I weigh in around 195-ish now And that's where I hang out That's good But there's a lot of footage Of me being on TV At like 225 So
0: Really? And you can't tell
1: How old is Joe Gatto From Impractical Jokers? I'm 46 (laughs) (laughs) I'm no longer When I was from Impractical Jokers I was only 45 So I guess that ends there
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're younger than me How much does Joe Gatto Make per episode? Oh good question (laughs) And Joe's
1: going to tell us. Per episode, if you broke it down, I made a little bit over minimum wage. It was great. <laughs> it's basic cable, guys. <laughs> basic cable. So you made your money outside of the show? The touring was nice. The, the, touring touring. Was, the touring was good. Yeah, we ended up, you know, when you go that many seasons, you end up being able to renegotiate enough, you know, but uh-huh. in the beginning, like, it was ridiculous. We were making, like, there was people who were making, there was more people on the show for the first three seasons making more than us than there were.
0: In. Okay, let's play a game. You don't have to tell me how much you made on a night of touring, but tell me how many seats you would play.
1: How many seats? And
0: many? I'll tell them how much you made. Oh, you mean how many people were in the theater?
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, When we were doing like the Joker story, it's mostly, I mean, we played Madison Square Garden, right? We were playing 16,000 people. You played the garden?
0: Yeah, I played the garden. Oh, I can't do that, man. Yeah, we
1: played the O2. Yeah, we played, we played arenas. You we did? Arena level, yeah.
0: What's that like? Fun. Fun.
1: I'll tell you. What so, kind of show was it? Was it? A multimedia mix. So it was a mix of stories together, but we yep. also did a lot of video stuff too, where we'd throw and do stuff. It was, it was a nice, it was a fun format. Fun format. Doesn't it cost like $400,000 to rent the garden? It's insane. We made the least money at the garden. They made more money of us than we did. Yeah, I mean, the garden's like, when we play, we, the most money you make is normally like a, a good-sized theater where you're able to do two shows. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because the second show is where you really make your money. You know, if you're able to edit like a second 3000 more than that? Yeah. Right around there? Yeah. Oh, around that's there. fucking cool. Yeah. Um, okay, hold on. Should we do this? Do we have this? Uh, okay. All right, here we go. This is Never Have I Ever. with Joe Gatto. Here we go. <laughs> Never ever fallen asleep in public.
1: Never have fallen asleep? After, come on.
0: <laughs> never ever returned something after I wore it. Would you, would you get Return. there? What, what happens if someone returns something at Nordstrom?
1: Nordstrom, you're like, you, they don't even need receipts. You
0: really? Just walk in.
1: I saw people pick something up, walk over to me, be like, I just bought this, I don't want it anymore. And we couldn't prove that they couldn't do it. We had to give them their money back. Really? Sanity over there. It's mayhem. It's mayhem. Yeah, it's mayhem. But I've done it too.
0: I wore a jacket once. Have you ever gotten something taken back where it was like stained and you're like, I can't yeah. take this? I said, this is, g- this is gross. What are you doing to us? But we had to take it back. It came out of my oh, pocket. Oh, you take it.
1: You have to. Um, you
0: ever have ever peed my pants or bed as an adult? As an adult? <laughs> yeah.
1: As an adult. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I pee, yeah, I peed I, I pee the bed till I was 14 years old. So I was in young adulthood, yeah, when Ooh, I did geez. it. But then I had uh, that same flu we just talked about. Yeah. I woke up and it was it was a crime scene. What I woke up into. I had sweat everywhere, and I was like, "Oh, I sweat a lot. I sweat a lot down here." Oh no, I peed myself all over. That's how cold I was. Yeah.
0: Never have I ever gotten into a physical fight.
1: Once, and I lost.
0: What happened? How old? Got were you? my nose
1: broke. Twelve years old. I got beat up by the town ruffian. Really? Broke my nose. Yeah. There's a lot of fights in your neighborhood? No, I avoided most of them <laughs> by hiding. I took a good game. I took a good game. I'm able to talk my way out of it. Talk your way of out of it. Yeah, what, for sure.
0: what, what would you say? What's good advice for being bullied at school? You know, here's what. Here's what I. I once talked to a guy out and hit me. I was like, "You
1: don't want to hit me." He's, this is how the conversation started. He's like, "I punch you in the back." I said, "You don't want to hit me." And he goes, "Why well, don't want to hit?" You. I said, "You don't want to hit me." I said, first of all, what's going to come of it?" I said, "You're going to win." I said, "Then what's going to happen? You're going to get in trouble." I literally talked a kid out of hitting me. He's like, "He's like, you're right." And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I know." And you know, I'm right. Like I made it like his idea not to punch me. It was one of the best. One of the best performances of my
0: life. Well. Never have ever been fired from a job. I'll say no. Because you. I would never fire you. You're like a great. I never got fired? Yeah, you're a good employee. Yeah, I never got fired. Thank you. I appreciate that. Can yeah. I use you as a reference? Yeah, please. Great, thank you. <laughs> never have ever been someone's alibi. Someone's alibi? Mm-hmm. Like your friend is saying. Gotcha. Hey, hey uh, I'm going to. I'm sleeping at Darren's house. No, though. I will. I don't. Th- I don't think I ever had to do that yeah i don't think i have had to do that because
1: people pretty know i shoot pretty straight so i don't think i've ever i would i would though it's this <laughs> it's, it's this because i haven't but i would if you need something you let me know off you, ever,
0: you ever see the mob growing up in staten island
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah. oh yeah my mom forget it my
1: mom <laughs> my mom dated many half a gangster. after my father passed joe scungeal joey scunch we called him so your
0: father passes and then your mom starts dating again. oh that's odd that's awkward you hear through the vents she was active <laughs> I used to live in a basement. <laughs> I used to live in a basement. <laughs> she was active. You were living in the
1: basement. I was living in the basement. Working on your improv. Working on my improv. And, and my like. mom was closing scenes up, yes,
0: ending in her bedroom,
1: <laughs> and I just came through the vents.
0: It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she had fun. Yeah. You want your mom to hook for up for sure. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. Yeah, I'm going through that now with my girlfriend. I'm like, uh, I think
1: we're gonna say with your mom. I so like God bless. She's gonna be up there in it. My friend married my mom.
0: Your friend married you. Yeah, mom. David Dobrik for our YouTube video married her officially. Oh my! It's a really good bit. That's a great bit. Yeah, you guys have so many bits. Sal married uh, mar- married
1: Sal's sister. He did. Yeah, yeah. And, and what did so, uh, uh, Sal was tied and couldn't. He, he was strapped to, to like a young Frankenstein setup with his mouth gagged. And we said, "Does anybody here object?" And he couldn't object. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking great. Genius.
0: Yeah, it was a good one. Do you guys have a lot of writers for the show?
1: Uh, towards the end. Yeah. Towards yeah, the end, yeah. 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 Towards in the, the beginning it was, well, everything always came through us, but we got a writer's room in like season four, five. where We got a room of like two. Dude, that's incredible. Like two. that
0: just the four of you are coming up with all the ideas. Yeah, yeah. We came
1: through a lot and we always signed off on all of them. Yeah. And there's so many bits of show it started with like five or six. bits. if you look at you, it's insanity. If you do the numbers. Because in the first season we did, we ended up doing like two or three bits a show right. towards the end because we let the comedy breathe. But in yeah. the beginning, it was more like a clippy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So there was like five or six bits per show with jokes in each bit. Yeah. Like if you do the math, we'd had to we had to tell a million jokes, a I, million jokes.
0: I don't think people understand how hard it is to fill twenty two minutes. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking impossible. Yes, both on the television and in the bedroom. <laughs> Unless you're my mother. Okay, here we go. Never have ever, ever lied to law enforcement. Law, law enforcement, yeah, yeah, sure. For what?
1: Speeding. Have you? Do you know how fast you were going? No. <laughs> you ever gotten out of a speeding ticket? Plenty. Being you? No, 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 not being me. I got, I got, I got one being me, and that was annoying. I said to the guy, I took my glasses off and everything. I was like, hey, it was in New York City. I'm like, you kidding me? You don't know who I am? He didn't know you. They didn't know me. Didn't know. My mom got me out of one once. Yeah. Because I got a speeding ticket. <laughs> I was, I got a ticket. I was driving down. She was in the big gambler. She was in Atlantic City, and she would won. Yeah. Right. So she's the the bells are ringing and you know I she called. She's like Joey, I just won ten thousand dollars. Come down, meet me down. So I come down. She's to rock out at the Hilton.
0: You drive down to Atlantic City because your mom hit ten. My mom hit
1: ten grand. I have her car because she's with her boyfriend Joe Skunge. I have her car, which is a nice little two seater SLK. Yeah. Right, Mercedes. Right, little drop top. I'm flying. I'm going like ninety. Right. Whoop whoop. I get pulled over. Right. earlier in the day, I was like, I was hanging out with my boys down at the Jersey Shore. Yeah. I didn't have my I didn't have any clothes with me. I only had my flip flops. She's like, come down. I was like, all right, I'll stop at Macy's. I go to Macy's I get an outfit to use my Macy's credit card I don't have my credit card I have to show him my license okay yeah fast forward I get pulled over whatever I go he's like license registration I take out my wallet it's on the thing at Macy's I left my wallet at Macy's I don't have an ID on me so I said to him I said oh officer I apologize I don't have my ID on me I'm going 90 miles an hour in this Mercedes one-year-old Mercedes yeah. brand new right that's yeah. registered to Geraldine Gatto he's like what's your name I'm like Joe Gatto he's like give me your ID I don't have anything with my name on it I can't prove I am who I am Wow. he goes to me okay I gotta take you in I go what I said, you can't take me in. My mother will kill me. I said, I'm going to see my mom in Atlantic City. He goes, what are you talking about? I got to take you in. He said, how do I know you are who you are? I said, I am. He goes, all right. I said, look up the license plate. I, he goes, he goes to look up the license plate. The link between New Jersey and New York is down.
0: He can't, <laughs> he
1: can't look it up. So now he's like, I got to take you in. He's like, it's down. There's no way for me to prove this. I'm like, I got it. That's what I said. I got it. I give him my cell phone. I said, call mom. She'll answer. Her name is Geraldine Gatto, and she'll tell you that I have my car. The cop thinks this is an idea. He goes, Okay, he calls my mother, who's in Atlantic City. Hello? Hey, poopy baby, what are you doing? And he's like, This is Sergeant, whatever his name was. He's like from the Jersey, gone state police. She goes, My mom cuts off the cop, goes, put my son on the phone. <laughs> the cop goes, ma'am, I'm just trying to tell you. She goes, put my son on the phone. The wow. officer is sweating. He doesn't know what to do. He goes, Your mom wants to talk to you. Uh-huh. He gives me the phone and he drives away. No way. Mother, swear to God.
0: Unbelievable, right? Oh damn, that's my mom.
1: Fucking awesome. She was no fucking joke, Jerry Gatto. Damn,
0: unbelievable. (laughs) It's a really good story. (laughs) This is rapid fire with Joe Gatto. Here we go. Get that out for you, in case you guys have to switch it around. Favorite favorite episode of Impractical Jokers. Favorite episode, I, episodes are hard,
1: but I will say one of my favorite things I ever did on Practical Jokers was when I broke tables using my body. They okay. made me find breakaway tables, uh-huh. and I had to jump on tables to break to find a breakaway. Her. I did a lot, but it was very funny. I used my body as a weapon, that or the genie. When I was the genie, they made, they made me dress up as a genie, and I had to wreck the set of a <laughs> community play. They hoisted me up and they used my body as a wrecking ball. I Miley Cyrus that shit and I was just knocking everything over and I went through glass and stuff. That was really fun. Did you get hurt? No, that one I didn't get hurt. Well, I did a little bit because they dropped me and I caught my neck in a rolled up rug. (laughs) I was like, oh. besides that, but it wasn't bad.
0: Someone has a theory that Chevy chase is so cantankerous because he got hurt so bad. Doing SNL. Maybe. Yeah. I might have. Someone has that theory. I don't yeah. know who said that. Somebody famous yeah, said that. It is tough though. Like I've gotten hurt quite a bit. I've been tased. I never got tased. I've been, been buried did. alive. I've been buried with my uh, dirt up to my neck. And, uh, and it wasn't bad. Why? Uh, because the gag was they, they pull up a, a thing and I'm, I'm there for like lunch, ah, you know. Got it. But uh, the weight of the soil yes. after an hour and a half. I almost died once. They did a thing where they
1: wanted me to escape from, uh, I played a magician and they legitimately cuffed me and put me in a, in a, in a uh, full like straight jacket and they put yeah. me in a, basically a, a, a two, uh, phone yeah. booth that was filled up, being filled up with water and they put me at the Borgata in Atlantic City and they said, put on this magic show, there's going to be a big bit and they knew I would not be able to escape so I would just stand there for an idiot, like an idiot trying to escape right. and they never put somebody on turning the water off. So the water's getting filled in and we're playing, whatever, and the water's getting higher and higher. And I'm like, did somebody? And in my mind, I'm like, as a producer, I'm like, did we not tell somebody to turn the water off? <laughs> so I just start going, water, water. <laughs> they come out of the show. And, like, and the, the, Will Faxon, who was our, our art director, God bless him, comes running over and he literally like yanks the thing as the water's like to hear on me. <laughs>
0: It didn't make the show.
1: And no, the, not the water part, but the whole thing did, and it was fine. And I stood did. there for forty-five minutes as the crowd just sat there and tried to watch me. I was banging my body around. Yeah. There's no show. Yeah, I can't yeah. escape. I don't know how. No. To. And people just watching me be an idiot for forty-five minutes. Yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla, hundred percent, hundred percent of the time. Vanilla, hundred percent. Don't you even. See, stall you seem on me. like
0: a chocolate guy.
1: I know, and that's why I'm full of surprises, and that's what the best part of me is. Don't judge a book. Don't judge a fat by its cover. Is what I'm saying. Are you dating? Not right now. Yeah. You interested? <laughs> I mean, it's the first time we met. You want to take me to Katana? I'll think about it.
0: I tell you, before I met my girlfriend, I was thinking of dating a guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was that it was talk, that grim. It was a dark time Yeah. I Yeah. It just would open up a whole oh, segment. It. You, you get, know, you go so long being alone. Yeah. I've been divorced 10 years. 10 back. years? Eight years. Yeah, eight, eight, nine years I've been divorced. Yeah. And you go so long and you're like, huh. Maybe.
1: I'll check in with you in seven years and let you know what I'm thinking. Uh, (laughs) You've kept it together, though. I've kept it together. This is nice. You present yourself well.
0: (laughs) I went through a big transformation. Did you? I've been trying to lose weight.
1: Right. You did, didn't you? Like, you were a thing where you are
0: big fatty and now all of a sudden you are all ripped and shit, right? Yeah, 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 Good for you, though. Yeah. I'm trying. My friends are, uh, my friend, he, he has a fitness company. Got it. So they all started to get in shape and they were like, they're in their 20s, they're like late 20s, and there was a part of me that was like, I, I, I wanted to see if I could do it too, you know what okay, I mean? To like gotcha. keep up with them because I'm so much older than them. Yeah. There's all the guys I do YouTube with. Yeah, it. yeah. And, uh, and so yeah, so now I've done it and I got the diet in check and, and then I'm running a half marathon on Sunday.
1: Good luck to you. I hope you make it. My question for you, why, why do you run with a pack of young 20s? Like
0: now isn't, Is that odd? Because, is that odd to you? Do you have friends your age? Uh, Yes. Okay. I do. So then... It's it's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Okay, go ahead. Julie Bowen asked the same thing. That was all she wanted to know. Okay. It became... uh, It's so hard. Like, I was married. And I had, like... I had friends that were my age. My friends from college and stuff like that. And then I got divorced. Mm -hmm. And then I... um, I, f- I found a group of guys that all did YouTube. So life sort of became um, filming Yes, with them. Yes. And, uh, and that buds friendships because yeah, you spent so much time together. Yeah. And then, unlike in unlike Practical Jokers, where you have a set and you probably guys, you guys work you know, eight to fucking eight or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it, it became like we can film anytime. We can film at 3 in the morning because right, right. there's no crew there or whatever. And so that just became my life, and I really liked it. I really liked uh, making content, and I loved the guys. I just love I just loved so them. So you associated the feel and the fun of the content got
1: kind of put with these guys too. So it's all a good feeling all wrapped together in a time when you're
0: going through some tough shit? Yeah, yeah, and it just it just became more exciting than... Um, it, I just enjoyed hanging out with them more, more than yeah. I did people my age. Yeah. The people my age were like, they would just talk about like wine. Yeah, the gazebo. Yeah, what well, the built. fuck about the gazebo you built? I don't give a fuck. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Alex. Uh, yeah, I don't give a shit about your surgery. Gazebo. Sickness. Oh, sickness. My knee hurts. Yeah,
1: really, you not believe what happened the other day. Oh, yeah. I found I found a gazebo on sale and yeah. I bought it for the backyard. Oh,
0: yeah. And so it um, they build ponds. No, now if I did. Right?
1: Who gives a shit about your koi ponds, you
0: idiot? I Nobody does, right? I don't give a fuck about your koi pond. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm yeah, wondering. yeah. And, and and I and if I didn't really love them uh, and love hanging out with them, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't just for sure. the content. No. Um, in fact, like all of us do, podcasts now we don't even film that much anymore. Um, but when we do, it's. Uh, we all have our roles and we all have our, just like, it, I, I liken it to what you have 100%, yeah. with, with, with your the, show. Yeah. You know, we have, we have the guy that's overweight. I'm the old guy. We have the guy that's really good looking. Yeah. Um, that, that would be me. That's, I, see, I see what you're saying. You said it without saying it, but I saw it. Who's the best looking out of the Impractical Jokers? Uh, probably it's a four-way tie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have any friends that are in their 20s?
1: I I don't I wouldn't say yeah I probably do I probably have a couple here's the thing too I'm a, I've always bridged the gap going toward younger because I'm the youngest of 15 grandkids and yeah. then there's 22 great grandkids oh, so and right. I was the bridge so I always was yeah. like the older brothery kind of deal kind of thing and I think because of my show I've always skewed to younger people so I have a lot of professional friends that are younger I don't think people that I run with on the regular are younger yeah.
0: I don't really have many friends I don't believe that Joe. Oh. i'm very lonely should we put sorry. in some sad music could it's you the can i meet Walters your moment. friends
1: can i meet your friends and maybe they'll like me too <laughs>
0: they'll love you you
1: already have an old guy though
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh joe they'll fucking kick me out you, for already, you, have in old, you already have
1: an old fat and good-looking guy where do,
0: where do i fit where do i fit i don't fit in it <laughs> but aren't we all kind of just like old fat and good-looking yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we are we all just kind of young at heart like from what we do for sure like, when I, go, when I go to a dinner party with my ex-wife or whatever, or do, like, a, a Yom Kippur thing or whatever, yeah. like, I don't sit and talk to the adults. I, no. I, I yeah. talk to the kids. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, they're way more interesting. I'll, and, you know, you tease them, or you act stupid. You'd be like, teach mm-hmm. me slang or whatever. Yeah, yeah for sure. That slaps. Yeah. I learned that one the other night. Oh, uh, the slaps is great. <laughs> I love when stuff slaps.
1: It's one of my favorite things. I built a koi pond. It's fucking
0: slaps, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that shit is lit.
0: You, you should come come hang out. They would love it. I would, dude, Everybody's very excited you're coming today. Oh, really? Yeah. And nobody showed up. I wouldn't let them come. <laughs> <laughs> He's mine. He's super possessive. Oh, that's
1: sweet. Well, give my love to everybody. I like the career run with, so. Thank you.
0: Has anyone ever gotten
1: really mad at a prank? Yeah, we have one. We have one when Mario almost got punched by this big black guy because he was shopping. And we didn't realize this, but he was on the phone with his... He was on the phone and he was getting almost fired, like he was fighting for his job. And we don't know that, right? So Murray's walking around. This is big. He's this huge dude, and Murray's walking around. And Murray picks up a bra and tries to size him for a bra as he's walking on the way. He's like, "I just, you're the size of my my wife. I just want to see the guy." And the guy like goes after him like so much. Other like security had to get involved. That was the only time really did that make the but show. But for the most part, yeah, it did it. Did. But we cut it around to make it seem a little yeah. nicer. But for the most part. We're the butt of our own joke, so we're doing something wrong if that happens. Like, yeah, we're not yeah. out there to get
0: people mad. Yeah, that's the cool thing yeah. about the show. We're trying with a butt. On, right? We've gotten
1: mad at each other, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah,
0: so. um, <laughs> Last question. <laughs> All right, here we go. Do you miss Nordstrom? <laughs> I do miss Nordstrom.
1: Like, whoa, it's my favorite place to shop. Nordstrom Rack is my favorite. Here's a hack for everybody at home. Come in listen to your Uncle Joe. Go to Nordstrom Rack. Because they have the prices and all, they have all the, did you bring it in? I asked you to bring it in. <laughs> bring it in. Thank you. What kind of,
0: listen. Hey, listen, we're not, we're not, t- we're not 12 cameras okay, here. Okay. Listen, okay. And lo- that's is, a big this TV show. is this my camera? Is this my my up.
1: Okay. I'm going to get dramatic with it. Give it a second. Hold on. I want some music here. I know I'm giving you some editing, but guys, if you're not shopping at Nordstrom Rack, you're making a mistake.
0: There you go. There we have it, guys. Wise words from Joe Gatto. (laughs) This has been phenomenal. Yeah, dude, you're awesome. Thank you so much. If you want to like, honestly, if you ever want to, I don't say this to any guests. Yeah. If you want to hang out. Dude, I would love to hang. I would love to hang. I would love it. You're busy. You can't hang. I'm too old for you. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, go check out Joe Gatto's podcast. Yes, uh, Two Cool Moms. Two Cool Moms on his YouTube channel. Yep. And go see him live. He's performing all over the country. Anything yes. else you
1: want to promote? JoeGattoOfficial.com. That's my website. To come see me live. I'm all over the place. And uh,
0: that's it, really. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. this it means so much to me. No, you kidding me? you, It really thank you does. I you're, really you're appreciate incredible.
1: It. You're incredible. So, this went so much better than I thought it was going <laughs>
0: to. Wait, 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 wait. What did you think was going to happen? I didn't know. I mean, I'm sorry about the prank in the beginning. Uh, when we did the prank in the beginning... It was his idea. Ferris's idea. It and, was and then a terrible said, idea, Ferris. <laughs> I said to him, I go, I go, well, I go, he's gonna know. <laughs> or, wanted- and then I also I also didn't want to do that prank because I thought I thought, oh, it's a, might be a bad way to start the pot. Like I have a friend who does a lot of pranks, mm-hmm. David Dobrik. Yep. And he doesn't like to be pranked. Yeah. So you just don't know. Yeah. But I actually but I took a leap of faith just knowing that like from what I could gather from your personality. You're pretty easygoing. I am pretty easygoing. So sorry about that awful, awful, this awful is, If it ever prank. happens again, I'll just smash a camera and walk <laughs> out.
1: But I'll give you one. That's great. If you have me back. Just what did Brett say to you? Uh, he, not much. Not much. He was super nervous. Clearly not you. Like, they're making me do this. And he left. Like, that was the best part. He was like, F this. I'm out. He's gone.
0: What did he say? Who is Brett? He's the only person we could get here. <laughs> <laughs> Brett was our just our plus one. Brett's Brett's like one of the younger friends. Yep, gotcha. And so every once in a while, he he wasn't in my core group, but then he just popped up one day, and he was actually on Big Brother. Okay. he's been on a lot of reality shows, got it, got it, and got he's actually a really cool guy. He, he loves super nice. He loves to drink. Oh, uh, Okay, but he's not. He's not like a improviser or yeah. a sketch comedian or anything. No, it was funny. It was like, hey, it's me. And then he
1: sat down and he said boner pills. And I said, You're not you. And he goes, It's over. And he put his and he got his keys and he walked out. Like that's what happened. That's the recap.
0: <laughs> I think too like probably in his eyes, it's like, oh fuck, this guy does pranks. Like what am I doing? Do I do like this guy's been doing it for,
1: for fifteen years. Oh well, well, I came in here no thinking something was gonna happen like that. You I did? Like, well I mean come on, I'm not an idiot. We shouldn't have done it. No, it's all right. It was a bad look on you. But you know what? At least we gotta <laughs> <out of it. laughs>
0: I blame. I blame. I blame him. Says idea. It's very, he usually has good ideas too. Really, but it's okay. That's why when I heard it, I was like, "Well, Ferris is usually right." Yeah. <laughs> Ferris, we wanted, It's okay, buddy. Everybody has a swing in a miss, buddy. It's okay. I'm glad it was me. We wanted to do. Um, we wanted to put an earpiece in Jess and have you talk to her. Ah. That's what, and send her over to Saddle Ranch. And Jess said no. No, we we couldn't afford an earpiece. Ah. You didn't know that. <laughs> I, I think that would have been really funny. AirPod, you can. Yeah, but yeah. then how do you film?
1: I mean, I can help you guys out with production if you want. My rate's not that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I ran the most successful hidden camera show in history ever.
0: <laughs> Did you ever meet Alan Funt? I did not. He was probably dead by the time he's you dead. went. Yeah, right? dead. I love Funt. Though. Did you watch Alan Funt? Love watched Funt all the we time. Just lost the entire
1: audience. But let's dude, keep going. Dude, Funt is the best. I mean, Google Funt. I'll tell you something. Bring it in. Listen, <laughs> <to> me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Besides the Nordstrom Rack thing, I want, you, I want, I want zany music here, guys. <laughs> okay. Check out Candid Camera and Alan Funt. He's a good time.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's pretty. Yeah, cool. Funt is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. I've, I've, I've kept you here so long. You have to go. All right. That's it. Goodbye. Yeah, I have to get to San Diego. Okay, well, we'll let you go. Guys, go check out Joe. Thank you so much for watching the podcast. We'll see you next time. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the
1: Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of
0: medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs?